Ladies and gentlemen, this is the 43rd episode of Concerned Dabs Podcast. I'm your host, Katie M. Kane. Tonight's guest, ladies and gentlemen, we have Lee Henry, a former partner in Groundworks Brewery out of Lewiston, Idaho. Are you with us, Lee? Can you hear us okay? I can hear you. All right, man. So usually, you know, it's a weed type show, but uh, if, if other homies have cool experiences to talk about, and yours is not in cannabis, but in brewing beer, and I like to drink beers too, man, so it's our show. We can <laughs> we could do what we want, Lee, you know? So I, Lots of people for, like to drink beer. Yeah, man. So thanks thanks for coming on the show. We appreciate you taking the time, man. And um, I'm excited to ask you, man, questions about that whole thing, man, the whole business venture. and. Um, how it ended. Um, I've done a couple of practice calls with you, you know, like we did it on Wednesday. So sound sounds, everything sound is okay. The levels is good. Um, I guess I'll, I'll just get right into it. Um, what inspired you to want to start making your own beer and in turn, uh, want to open your own brewery? You know, like, can you, can you tell us that story of what inspired you? Yeah. First off, uh, thanks for having me. I appreciate the invite. Oh yeah. Kind of cool. Never, never done anything like this. So it's kind of a cool experience also. Yeah. But, uh, what inspired me to make my own beer was long time ago when I first started going to the bars and, you know, all they had was Coors Light and Keystone and just beer like that and yeah i i just remember thinking to myself why are people drinking this there's got to be something better out there and then i found uh was it michelob amberbach i think was one of the one of the first transition beers that i got into that you know it wasn't like yeah michelob amberbach no shit i'll have to check that and i went from there and then just Kind of just started exploring, you know. Go to the yeah. grocery store, see something new. I'm like, I've never seen that before. Yeah, Buy it, we, out. I remember uh, Tomcat, man. He 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 would always grab that Alaskan amber. So I fucking hated that shit. But it's like if we were at his house watching <laughs> a game or or doing you know doing fucking whatever, smoking bowls. I don't I don't know what the hell we were doing back then, but that's what he had. So it was like, fuck. I guess I'll drink one. And after a while, it was like. You know, this is kind of legit, man. I rock with this. But he, he always said there was a teacher in, in he had in college that was like, you guys are just paying for water, man. We got the percentage on the side of the <laughs> bottle. You know what I mean? You can taste it. It tastes watered down, you know? Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> there, and there's different people, you know, different tastes. Like my brother, for example, you know, he drinks, drinks Bush Light. I don't know how he drinks it. It doesn't really taste that good. Yeah. Like you're saying, it's kind of like drinking water, but I, don't know, I just really got into really good taste in beer. And then my buddy Jordan and I used to hang out quite a bit before I was married and had kids and smokes and suds here in Lewiston opened up. And then they started doing a little bit of homebrew stuff. And I went in there one day and was checking out the homebrew set. And it's like, huh. Oh, pretty reasonable price you know try it out talk to jordan we split the cost and 
started making beer in his garage and that's just tight. trial and error. That's tight. What, what, uh, so the, what's the, it was a, like a beer brewing kit store or something. What, what's it called? Yeah, Smokes and Suds here Smokes in Lewiston. And it's up, yeah, by, oh, I've across the street I've, from where Hastings used to be. Yeah, I've seen that. I've seen the sign, man. I, I thought it was a laundromat or something like that. Like you could buy cigs and wash your clothes or something. But that's cool. Mm, I, I think <laughs> yeah. you're thinking of a different one. Soaps and studs. Soaps and studs. That's what I'm thinking of. There's a, a laundromat called that in Lewiston. Oh, but yeah. anyway, your your first your first batch, dude. What kind did you make? Like, ooh, first batch. I didn't remember what the very first beer was we made. I know it was a it was a kit that we bought, so it was all pre pre measured ingredients. Everything was pre ground. You know, they measured it for you. And That's we cool. did that on purpose just so we could learn the basic process yeah. of making beer itself. Yeah. We weren't really concerned on, you know, specifics and trying to tweak different ingredients. We were just trying to get that process down. So we made probably, I don't know, three, four, five kit beers. And That's finally cool. just got to the point where like, okay, this is, this is the basic process of it. When, when they sell the kit, do they sell it? Like as this is an IPA mix or something, or or like yeah, you can buy it per style. Okay, that's cool. And then, uh, did you guys have to get more gear? Like when you when you got more serious, like did you invest invest more into equipment and such? Yeah, he. uh, We kind of stopped doing beer together after a while, and then I just kept doing it i just kept buying different stuff upgrading bought my own mill made a little stand for it on rollers and what's 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 the mill what's what's that do uh grain mill Oh, okay so when you buy malted barley which is what you use to extract sugar when you buy that if you don't buy it pre-milled it's actually just it looks like a little kernel of wheat Mm -hmm. like you know farmers grow in their wheat fields yeah so you buy this certain kiln barley and then you can grind it yourself or you can buy it pre-ground but i was pretty into it so i bought my own mill and you know milling my own grains and as it was just something i i really enjoyed doing the whole process of it making it myself you know creating the recipes and looking all that stuff up Hell yeah, Lee. That's how I'm moving back to the cane, bro. I'm, I'm gonna fucking get my fucking hands dirty again, bro. Grow some plants, and I I totally relate to what you're saying, man. With with growing cannabis, because it's like, fuck. Like I I'd always recommend people too, like how you were buying kits first. I tell people to to buy clones. You know what I mean? Like start with a, a plant yeah. already, so you can learn the basic process, and then. Once you're tired of the shit you have access to, order some seeds, man. And then you'll, you'll fucking find some shit you really like that nobody else has. And you'll be like, yes, this is fucking bomb, man. I love this shit. You know? And everybody's like, man, you're charging too much for that. I don't care. I'm going to smoke it anyway. You know? Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so th- that's tight. Uh, so how many, how many, uh, 
like how long does it take like what's the process like for a batch like does it take more than a week can you do it in like a weekend like you have to let it sit for a while don't you to to turn into beer if you're milling the grain and all that shit yeah the the actual can you talk, can you talk about itself like in a nutshell like the whole process like I don't care if it sounds boring or you think it's like, bro, it's not. I want to fucking hear about all that shit. So. Well, it doesn't sound boring to me, but yeah. yeah. the actual brew day itself, it's literally, I mean, it's just one day. Really? You're, you're weighing out your grain for your recipe, you know, your specific recipe. Get your hops ready, you know, whatever yeast you're using. So you get all that milled up, your, you know, mill your grain, the mash process, then you go to the boil process. And after that is the fermentation. So it's, that, that's, long, that's extremely long? simplified. But, you know, just making the beer right there, it's not actually beer. It's called wort at that point. So it's unfermented beers. That's what, that's what wort is. W-A-R-T, W-O-R-T. W-O-R-T. Okay. So then once you have your, your unfermented beer, mm-hmm. the fermentation process, depending on what style of beer you make, is anywhere from two weeks to a couple of months Uh, so after that that's the wait. yeah the fermentation is is the longest and do you have to uh maintain a certain temp temp and or pressure and when it's fermentating pressure not necessarily no temperature yes depending on the style of beer you're making you can range from anywhere oh 53 degrees to when i fermented beers out at like 85 degrees does, and but, that, does that affect flavor too the temperature and then how, how what about the length of time that you let it ferment for yeah you don't want to you don't want to ferment too long that'll start creating off flavors uh depending on beer style and, and you probably hear me say that a lot depending on beer style because it really does depend what style of beer you're making so like we could take uh say an ipa for example IPA is, is an ale, so you're fermenting at a higher temperature versus a lager, which most people don't really know the difference between an ale and a lager. Yeah, explain they, that. The ale is a little bit more red in color, right? And the lager is a little bit lighter, uh, more blonde or whatever. Okay, yeah. man, t- tell me the difference then. I'm a dipshit, Lee. It's pretty, like, explain it's to pretty, me. No, that's, no you know, it's, just, it's just naivety, man. I mean, I, I the only reason I know that is just because I'm such a beer nerd, but all it is is fermentation temperature and, and the yeast that you're using. An ale ferments hotter and is a top fermenting beer versus a lager, which it ferments to a lower temperature and it ferments on the bottom of your beer. Not necessarily, it's yeah, a lot of people look at it like a dark beer and they're like, oh man, that's an ale. Well, you can have a dark lager, or they look at it like you're saying, you know, the lighter beers automatically assume it's a lighter. This right here, yeah, it's an ale, it's an IPA. And it looks straw colored light. You know, it's yeah. India India pale pale ale. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so what's what what's the uh the ale? Cause like I always they always had like a seasonal one around fall time that was like a red ale. Jubilee. That was the one. It tasted so fire, but it would mess with my guts, dude. Like I love that beer, but every <laughs> every time I drank it, bro, and it didn't matter like I would eat something super safe too, like chicken stripped and fries with toast. You know what I mean? Like this would be okay in my gut. You know, like it's not gonna. I'm not eating sushi. That's, that's a safe meal. 
Well, dude, yeah, because there's not there's like sushi or some sometimes the food has been sitting in a metal yeah. tub on a heater for a long time. You know what I mean? And I know that went in a fryer, yeah. got cooked. You know, so and dude, it didn't matter. Like that that beer would mess with my gut, so I had to stop drinking it. And then I always felt like maybe there was something in the maybe it was the yeast or something, or maybe the grains. It it could be. It's most likely probably the yeast. I mean it. Most major breweries like Deschutes or New Belgium, Stone, you know, they, they have like a house yeast. And oh, they'll, so they'll use that one yeast strain for multiple beers just so they don't have to you know, have a specific more. yeast for specific. Yeah, unless they're making like a, a specialty beer where it actually they actually want the yeast to be a specific characteristic, you know, stand out more. Yeah. Or to complement the flavor a lot better. The, most major breweries like that will just use a house yeast. Okay. So it could be something with the yeast, could be something with the grain. You know, some people are, you know, more not as tolerant to certain grains or things like that. But, or it even could be the hops. You, you never know. I've, a buddy of mine is telling me that he can't drink beer anymore because he's allergic to hops, which that sucks. But yeah. Yeah, maybe it's uh well when people say they're gluten intolerant, I'm like, man, it's not gluten, it's glyphosate. It's the fucking pesticide they drench that weed in before they fucking harvest it that is fucking with your stomach. And they're like, no, man, it's other stuff too. I'm like, yeah, but if it fucks with your gut the most when you're eating like wheat toast or or something with or drinking a wheat beer, like that's, you know, it's it's cause. It was drenched in glyphosate before it was harvested, and then they concentrated it into something else. And pesticide didn't leave; it's still in there, fucking with you, man. So, um, that what, like an IPA, if that's an ale, like, do what's the process on that? Like, I, like I hear him talk about dry dry hopping it or whatever. Like, what's where does the India part come in? Like, they just do it a different style from that country or something. <laughs> That's actually a funny little history lesson. Uh, yeah, tell that story. The original, the original IPA, India Pale Ale, yeah. was basically just an extremely overhopped pale ale because when the English were occupying India, to send the beer over to the troops, it was taking too long. The beer would spoil by the time it got there. Ah. So they knew back then that Hops were a natural preservative, so uh, they just hopped the shit out of it, you know, way, way over hopped it, which caused it to be extremely bitter. Yeah. But it survived the long journey and made it, and that was how India Pale Ale came to be. Goddamn. Going to war over spice, man. Goddamn. <laughs> 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 Their food tastes better. Let's yeah. fucking get them, man. Their, their fucking hops make the beer last longer. Let's get them some more. that's awesome awesome. so uh what uh, my other question too technical beer question is uh stout beers like what's what's the process difference on on a stout beer those are probably like my two faves man the the oatmeal stout ones i don't like the coffee one but just how it's i don't like guinness either bro but just a, a real thick dark beer where i only gotta drink two after work and then i'm chilling you know what i mean like those are especially when it's cold it seems like they're always like a winter seasonal thing like what's yeah. what's what's the process like on that and and 
why does that shit taste so bitter? Well, the the stout is way different. You're getting more tannins from the dark malt, uh, and they use a lot less hops in the stout. So you're not getting that bitterness from the the hops. It's it's more from the malt. So the the color of the beer comes from whatever malt you use. So the malt color is a kilning process. So basically, they roast the the malted barley depending uh, on what style of barley depending on how deep the color they want how dark they want it so that there's a whole bunch of other stuff in there like crystallizing sugars and you know causing different flavors from the crystallization of the sugars so it adds color adds that i mean there, there's so so much <laughs> with the brewing process that that attributes to color smell taste everything Okay, well, there's another question that relates to it. Like, what if, because I told you about that oatmeal stout before we came on the air from Ninkasi. That was my favorite shit. My one yeah. concern was like, how do they fucking flavor their shit with oatmeal? You know, is it, is, is it bottled terpenes that they're putting in at the end or take a fucking a tea bag full of oatmeal and put it in the fucking beer before it's done? Or how does it? They actually do use flaked oats. Yes. Oh, really? So, yeah. Uh, in the mash, in the mashing process, if you put flaked oats in your beer, which people start doing that with with IPAs also, yeah, that adds body and head retention to your beer. So most, well, so if it says oatmeal stout, you know they're, they're trying to make it get that thick body and that good head retention. Yeah. So you see that nice thick lacing on your glass and yeah when they when yeah when they pour those in the bar too it's like it looks like a root beer or something but way darker like oh yeah fucking looks good man chocolate stouts too uh fire on the mountain chicken wing spot in portland they make a i think it's called electric mud or something super duper dark stout chocolate flavored and it was fire dude so with that one they probably used uh cocoa beans or something in that process to, to give it that flavor they, do you think they can do several yeah you can use cocoa nibs you can use baker's chocolate you could use you know a couple other things there's there's plenty of different ingredients to get chocolate flavor and even from some malts you can get a chocolate flavor that's tight so what what do you think was your what was your favorite or yeah like what was yours like what do you feel was your best run what did you make and what did you call what about your friends like was there some shit that you made where you're like fuck i fucked this up but the homies are like <laughs> nah, this is a keeper bro give me another six yeah there there's a few of those uh i made a a belgian quad that was 11.2 percent and Damn, that's heavy. my wife bought me this little five gallon oak barrel uncharred un unsoaked with anything so i i took some uh woodford reserve the fifth the woodford reserve and poured it in the barrel and i would turn it every day just a little bit so it just soaking into the into the wood staves once i made that that belgian quad I, I dumped the whiskey out poured the beer in there and then aged the beer in that oak barrel so it took on the oak flavor and then the whiskey flavor as well on top of the 11.2% Belgian quad. Wow. That was probably one of the best beers I made. Damn. 
Do, okay, yeah. so what what does Belgian quad mean? So that must have been super duper just drink one, man. Oh yeah. 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 So I mean Belgians have amazing beer. It's it's ridiculous how good their beer is. But yeah, you, know, you have a Belgian there's a quad, triple, double, and then just a regular pale ale. It's it doesn't necessarily translate straight to like single, double, triple, quad. It's there's all kinds of parameters in in the uh, style regulation or regulations and well what is the number from... what does the number mean is that like how many times you you uh fermented it or something no it's just a single fermentation process but it's just higher you know higher in alcohol higher grain content bigger grain bill from like a pail you're just stepping it up but there's different color there's different yeast there's multiple different things word that's sure. what I'm saying. It doesn't necessarily just translate straight from single, double, triple, quad. It's there's a whole bunch of different things in there. But... Okay. And, uh, so I'm sure everybody fucking loved that shit, dude. You know. Um, yeah. What, what, Unfortunately, what I only made five gallons of it. But. Ah, uh, damn bummer, man. <laughs> Super limited. Was there uh, yeah. was there anything you made that you didn't like that the homies were like, nah, this is fire, man. I made a copper ale one time. What does that mean, copper? It was okay. Just the color? Yeah, it was It was kind of a summer beer I was trying to make. It was just so, like, how this one's just golden straw color. It was a basically just copper color. Lightly hopped, light, light malt taste, you know, clean, crisp. It was all right. That's tight. That's tight. I think, man. I guess, Twilight from Deschutes would probably be a good example of like a copper ale. Okay. Yeah, I don't, man. I feel like there's, when I get there, obsidian, it tastes watered down. That obsidian, like it tastes like a huge batch got made and they, you know, they're like, let's make sure the, the content is the same on each bottle. It doesn't, you know, like I don't, it just doesn't taste good to me anymore. But sometimes that's all they got at whatever bar you're at. So it's like, fuck, I'll take that over Bud Light, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, people are like, you're fucking snob, John. I'm like, you, you know, like, gee, sorry. You know, like, I'm just... could, especially down here, nine times out of ten when I'm at the store, the person in front of me is grabbing a fucking 18-pack of Budweiser. Nine times out of ten, and I'm like, fuck. But that one time out of ten, no matter who it is, if they're grabbing a six-pack, even if it's Lagunitas, or, I'm like, man, way to go. And they're like, what? I'm like, you're grabbing something good, you know what I mean? Good for you. Yeah. <laughs> go. Pat on the back, man, because, you know, everybody else just settling for consistency i guess would be the positive thing you could say about those beers is they all fucking taste the same every time you buy it there's not like a variation in the thing so yeah like yeah whatever <laughs> you, you know like it, it just i don't know I, I got uh yeah being in portland there was just so many no matter what corner store you went to you could find some bomb shit on the shelf, you know? Like, all right, you oh, guys yeah. got this, this, and this. All right, cool. Down here, I got to look. I really got to look. So it's... Can't wait to be back home, fellas. Can't wait to be back home. It's going to be... Um, 
okay so my next question uh what after you were making your own beers how long was it and then what inspired you to go into business like you you started a process to open a brewery yeah that was kind of a i guess you could say just like right place right time knowing the right people i guess it was probably Let's say ten years after I started homebrewing. Damn, that's a good time to learn, man. Like that's that's dope. You know what I mean? Like so you felt really confident in your skills then when you started and like, fuck that, I'm gonna do I'm gonna Well <laughs> actually surprisingly not overly confident. It was more along the lines of I, I had an opportunity and I just chose to take it and I said, Well, you know, I'm I'm an electrician. Uh, I don't really feel like going to take out a $350,000 loan to start up a brewery right now. I've got this opportunity where I've got a financial partner that's offering to to back this. So I said, yeah, let's let's do it. Yeah. And yeah, I'm glad I did it. It was it was a great experience. It was awesome. Till it wasn't, but yeah. So, and, and that's, uh, I, man, the last time I was home, we, uh, we grabbed a pizza there at that Southway place and we drove by that groundworks brewery down there by the river. And so I was like, oh man, yeah. like that's, that's least spot right there. Like, man, we gotta try and get him on the show. Like, that's tight. <laughs> well, can, can you talk about that a little bit? Like, uh. I'll, I'll like re-ask this question again later in a different form, but can you, can you talk about, uh, so you found an investor, like you, like, how did, how did it go, man? Like, cause I, uh, did you guys open up and then it like shit just went bad afterwards or like, what was, and you know, you don't have to bitch and complain, but it, it's, you know, f- folks, it's, it's yeah. always fun. You know, it's good to tell the, the bad shit to happen too. Cause it's, relevant experience where if if someone sees these signs in one of their business partners then it's like get ready for some fuck shit to happen because well sideways there was and... there was issues before we even opened uh, i just okay. i just chose to overlook it and i can really well uh, we're we're this far you know open it maybe we can work it out maybe it'll get better and for a while it did, but they uh they kind of pushed my wife out and even after then I had to stop and think, I'm like, hey man, do I still want to keep doing this? I mean my wife's never gonna want to come down there. She's never gonna be able to come down and you know, walk through the door and say, Hey, how's it going? and hang out with me or so I had to make a really hard decision there. Do I wanna continue with these people? and continue this business, uh, you know, because I'm supposed to be living my dream, you know. I'm open a brewery. I'm serving beer to people. I'm talking beer every day, uh, enjoying this. And so I just made the decision to keep going. I talked, you know, I talked over with my wife, obviously, and we had a long discussion about it. And she didn't want me to lose that, that opportunity. Yeah, man. So I stayed with it. I mean, the plan was for me to, eventually take it over and then just quit being an electrician and doing the brewery full time. 
Yeah. And then, you know, other things happened. Came to the point where I was not enjoying myself. I was just going down there, being there because I had an obligation Yeah. as an owner. And I didn't want to work with him anymore. I didn't want to be there with him anymore. And people started noticing. And yeah. I just came to the point where finally I was, I didn't want to do it. It's like, I'm, I'm not having fun. I'm not enjoying this. I'm supposed to be, and I'm not. Yeah. So I either forced myself to continue this way or I just walk away from it. Damn. So like, did, did the guy like buy you out or anything or you just left with Dr. Dre left dog, dog, Dr. Dre <laughs> left that was like, fuck aftermath bitches <laughs> yeah it it wasn't it wasn't ideal i guess uh most people always ask me that they're like well did you get a good payout did you get a good payout i'm like mm. unfortunately no because my partners were the financers so they put yeah. up all all the starting capital yeah. i put in sweat equity built the place and that's really all i had to offer and my, you know, obviously my beer knowledge, my brewing experiences, but that didn't really mean anything because we hadn't started making beer yet. The, all the building that I did, all the, the work that I put in didn't amount to what they had put in financially. So my attorney, his advice was, we can fight it, but it's just going to cost you a hell of a lot more money than it's worth. And, and. At that point, we were, you know, zero debt, didn't know anybody anything. Got an agreement where nobody can sue us, we can't sue them. It's just going to be a clean split. I've got to walk away from something I really wanted. But to me, it was better for me and my family to just just break it right at that point. Yeah, no doubt. There's a, We got a question from Mitchell. He's like, do you have the the recipes written down and did you sell your recipe i want to yeah I, I wonder about that too like did they did they keep like i'm sure you you had to brew a couple of batches where it was like this is, you didn't you i didn't make any it. beer the whole time we were open um they didn't have any access to any of my brewing recipes while while we were open oh that's cool. I didn't show anybody the brewing process just you know bits and pieces here and there this is what this is for but yeah i i kind of made a conscious decision of well you know if we're having this much trouble this this early in in the operation like should i even do this right now i mean because that would add more things that i would be giving to them and yeah. at that point i just like well i'm just not gonna make any beer yet because that's really the only thing that i have to offer at this point so yeah yeah shit dude so you still got that up your sleeve bro like maybe maybe you'll get like a super dope contract for electrical it's like fucking it'll be like six figures and then you can just get the loan yourself and open your <laughs> yeah i don't know i mean I'm kind of liking just being an electrician now again for, you know, for the time being. Yeah. See my family have a lot more. I can do what I 
want to do in the afternoons. You know, I'm not tied down to anything. Yeah. Well, and it's still, uh, it's still an achievement and it's still an accomplishment, man. You know what I mean? To know you can make all that stuff happen. And if you can do it once, you can do it again, man. You know, like, yeah. Like oh, yeah, I have no doubt, but like like you and I were talking before on Wednesdays, if I if I were to do something again, it would definitely be just just me. Yeah. By myself. And that way I'm the only one making any decisions. I'm the only one holding myself accountable. And yeah. yeah. Don't have to you worry can, about anybody else's opinion. You can deal with the loss too, dude, if you lose, you know what I mean? It's like it was on yeah. I, I can't blame anybody else. Or, my, my fuck up, you know. It it burns me when I drive down that street. I mean, the signs, <laughs> yeah. dude. The signs on the side of the building turned out exactly like I wanted to. I, I was like, oh, that, those look great, sweet. Damn. <laughs> it's like, fuck. Yeah. So when was the when was the last time that you made some beers, man? Uh, I made beer for my nephew's wedding. Uh, I think it was like two years ago. That's tight. And then I don't know. What, he'd, he'd probably be upset that I don't remember when his wedding was. <laughs> what what style was that? What what kind did you make? I made the uh, the black flower, which is one that a lot of people like. It's a vanilla stout. Damn. And I made a saison and a Belgian wit. Damn. So with, with the vanilla, how do, how do you add that flavor? Is it like vanilla beans or something when you're making? I actually do use fresh vanilla beans. Well, I mean, I guess kind of say if they're fresh, I kind of, I don't know whether they do dry them or something. Yeah. But I'm sure. yeah, I ordered from a website. Uh, I've tried several different different brands. The one that I found the best was from beannilla.com. They they sell some damn good vanilla beans, I and mean, they're freaking huge. You That's split tight. those suckers in half. Scrape out all the paste out of the middle of it and drop it into the beer as it's fermenting. That's tight, man. Yeah, and and I've I've done several beers with the same style, I guess, and same beer with with extract and then versus real vanilla. And there's to me, there's a there's a substantial difference. I definitely prefer the real bean over the extract. Word. Do but it's still... extremely expensive. <laughs> Yeah, do you still add it at the same step of the process, like extract versus actual vanilla beans? Yeah. Okay, cool. That's deep. in big breweries, they're probably using extract. I would assume so. Yeah. If they're if they're trying to be, you know, financially conscious, which most, most successful are. big businesses are. Yeah. But if somebody's trying to stay true, you know, like Stone, I'm pretty sure Stone uses real vanilla. They That's make cool. uh, what the hell is that vanilla stout they make? I can't even think of the beer. The, the vanilla stout they make. I'm gonna look for them at the store next time, oh, man. It's I think it's a seasonal though. Oh, the the Choco Vesa. That's what I was thinking of. It's a like a what do they call it, Mexican stout or something. It has chilies and. Coconuts um, and vanilla beans. It's it's delicious. Oh man, I don't like the hot kind, man. Like the... oh, it's not even hot though. You you can't even tell the chilies are in there. Oh uh, okay. 
because dude there was when i was in sherwood uh there was a brewery that it was like rotating taps or something so they'd have like a electronic reader board that said this tap is this brewery's whatever flavor and i ordered one and i could t- i was it wasn't a hot one but it tasted hot you know like like peppery <laughs> you know what I, and I was like excuse yeah. me miss and she was like what i was like this doesn't taste like what i ordered and she was like damn i'm like what she goes you're like the third person to say that today what do you mean she goes <laughs> it is what you ordered but she she's like we had one of those peppery type beers going through this tap before <laughs> before this one and it it stayed like the the taste stayed in the tubes cuz it that that must be yeah. like from the from the peppers like beans like they just oh yeah like fuck that I'm staying in here I'm sticking to the sides of this tube and that'll I'm... happen and that'll even happen like the sour beers I don't know if you ever had a sour beer but if yeah. you put a sour beer in a tap line and it's just run through there and then you put a regular beer after that you'll get a little bit of residual sour taste with the next beer damn. Actually, that's funny. You're talking about the hot beers. I actually was uh, I was up at One Tree Cider House in Spokane, like mm-hmm. probably several months ago, and they had a habanero cider up there. Yeah, I, I love hot stuff. Yeah, I just love habanero peppers. Word. So this, the guy pours me this 16 ounce tulip, and he before he before he can warn me, I grabbed it and smell it, and took a drink, and just hit me right in the back of the throat, and it was just like nothing but habanero. Damn. Take a drink and just oh. Holy crap! It yeah, was, it was spicy. So, yeah, dude, that's man. That's how that one tasted. I was like, damn, because I, I I take spicy food, but not not in my beer. That's a strange taste to me. But yeah, I, girl, I, man, like whatever floats your boat, you know. Like, there's I do uh, spicy everything. That's cool, man. That's cool. I I, I groove on the uh, the Indian. Indian food has been my kick lately, so my old lady's like, eh, whatever. I'm not getting, <laughs> I'm not getting no curry. I'm like, oh. you have to find a happy medium there. Maybe they got a buffet with some other stuff or something in Spokane. Um, well, I'm sure you can find plenty of stuff in Spokane. Yeah. Okay, so, uh, I kind of asked this question earlier. It's one of my cookie cutter questions that I ask everybody who's, you know, been uh, focused on the goal of opening a business or, you know, being in whatever industry they're in is what do you feel is the smartest move that you make um, on, on the path to that accomplishment or that achievement or reaching that goal? Mm. Smartest move. I guess I would just say just doing it in general. I mean, even though it ended like it did, but I still took the opportunity. Yeah. I tried it. You know, I I got the opportunity to do it. So I guess to me that would be the smartest thing. Instead of saying, no, let's not do this. And just killing it right then, putting the effort out and actually trying it. Yeah, no doubt. Good call, man. Good call. Okay, so the the other side of that coin is what uh, what do you feel is the biggest mistake 
that you made, you know, and, and instead of your smartest move, like where were you, you know, where did you fuck up the most? It's good to share the, the bad experience oh, too, you know, because it's relevant. Just uh, putting too much trust into other people. I, I guess that was one of my biggest, biggest issues. You know, not getting certain things on paper signatures, you know, signed of like, uh, that's probably my biggest issue was just too much trust. No doubt. No doubt. So, uh, we still got 15, 20 minutes left, dude. Like, um, can I ask you some questions about cannabis now? Like, uh, what yeah. do you feel? What do you feel about the legalization of cannabis? Are you still in Lewiston? Have you Have you ever been to the store in Clarkston after it went wreck? Or like, what's your What's your opinion no, on it? I've I've never been in one, but I really have no issue myself. It's, I mean, honestly, I think there's more problems with alcohol than than cannabis. I mean it the stuff that I've read, you know, online articles, things like that about CBD and just medicinal purposes. Like I was reading one the other day about helping people with seizures, you know, things like that. I don't do a lot of research, but the things that I've seen and just reading about it, just talking and just talking with other people that do, you know, smoke a lot. And yeah, doesn't bother me at all. Yeah, no doubt. That's dope, man. It's dope of you to have that stance to not be a consumer and still not have an issue with it because that's that's we need more of that in in this country, you know, because it is like nobody's bothering anybody, you know. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's 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 cool to have that stance. And then the other thing I wanted to add is a couple of the groups I follow online. I guess there was a commercial because you you talked about seizures. I guess that there was a commercial that a cannabis a cannabis company made the Super Bowl about it helping someone with seizures. And I guess yeah. it was pretty. I guess it was pretty. Uh, maybe it wasn't because it was cannabis, but I I fucking watched a clip of it. It shows a, a human having a seizure. You know what I mean? The cannabis helping them afterwards, and it's. That's dope, but I guess that is kind of graphic or dramatic. To, but you know, no more than than titties and ass. You know, wardrobe malfunctions <laughs> and shit like that. So I feel like well, the NFL. I don't see NFL anybody could be offended. I don't see anybody could be offended by a seizure commercial. Yeah. Like, it's like, hey, look at this. This is helping this person with their seizure. Like what? Yeah, because I I, I, I mean, uh, people who aren't really into the game are kind of into the commercials like it's a thing every year i remember being in college yeah. and on a monday after we talk about that shit 15 20 minutes so it just uh i feel like it really could have swayed public opinion by, by showing it during one of those breaks yeah. I, I ain't too mad about it um <laughs> do you think that idaho is is gonna ever do it on its own or do you think it's have, it's going to have to be federally legal before Idaho I'm not sure if Idaho would ever do that the the whole the hemp bill that passed is definitely a step in that direction yeah but 
as for legalization, I don't know if they would or not. It's you know, Idaho is pretty conservative. You know, they're they're pretty like we've got our ways and we're going to stick with it. But yeah, having having Clarkston right across the river might kind of sway a lot of opinions. Yeah, get some, get some different ideas. Cause there's like there's like three three places you can go to over there, right? Like three different ones in Clarkston. I'm not sure how many there is. I I know of one, but I mean, like I said, I don't really I don't do it in recreation, so not really don't really know where the places are to go. Yeah, well, it just when we were kids, we used to have to go to Clarkston for a special brew because. They're they're like the little the little the little colors. Yeah, Sainite special brews because they didn't have them in Idaho. You'd have to go to Clarkston or Stoughton for. I don't you know I didn't mind like like why the hell not drive across the bridge and grab some nug you know <laughs> like shit. Well, I hope out. that gigantic arrest they had in southern Idaho will kind of open some people's eyes where those guys are transporting all that hemp. Yeah, commercial commercial. Tractor trailer vehicle. Yeah. State of Idaho thought they had this gigantic bust, and they're like, "You, yeah, you guys just it's busted cool a whole that... bunch of freaking hemp manufacturers." Like, it's what is cool that, that supposed you... to be? Yeah, it's cool that you read about that yeah. too, dude. Because I, I thought it was. I'm pretty sure, like, I was from Oregon. Like, yeah, they were transporting from Oregon through Southern yeah. Idaho. Yeah, and ISP pulled them over. They're like, oh, you guys got this freaking thousands of pounds of marijuana? It's like, no, it's hemp, man. We're yeah. We're transporting this hemp through the state. It's legal in Idaho now. But and it was it was going somewhere to like the Midwest too, and it to be yeah. processed and it wasn't even for oil, it was like for fiber or some shit. Dude, like this is the most legit truckload ever of this plant <laughs> in your fucking season. That I heard fiber. it on talk radio when I was driving to work and as soon as I heard that ISP, you know, major bust I'm like oh my gosh, that's that poor bastard. They just the pulled guy, over a whole. Uh, the guy driving the truck too, though. You know what I mean? He's just. Oh yeah, yes. Like I, this is oh. my my gig for the weekend, and fuck, now I'm going to prison in Idaho. This is my job, and you're threatening me with life in prison. Yeah, Thanks. man. For real, not cool at all, man. Um, there's uh, I I just. I say this every episode, but my thing is I want everybody to be able to grow their own if it goes federally legal. You know, I don't I don't want people to be forced to go to the just like you can make your own yeah. beer. You know, you should be able to grow your yeah. own nugs in your garage too. It's like, man, I'm not hurting anyone or bothering anyone, you know, and it's for my own personal use for me and my my fam to drink some beers or to smoke some nugs. I, I think that states Oregon is like that. You can have four plants if you're 21 and over per resident. No card, no nothing. So I think that's awesome. I think uh, every state should do that if they go wreck. The the one that's on the ballot for Arizona this year, 20, says six plants. So I'm like, yeah, man, that would be the shit. And the last time, it only failed 40, 49 to 51%. The, the rec initiative on the ballot. So I'm like, man, I hope it fucking goes rec this year. I try I try to campaign for it online. When that's it for Washington in. or Oregon? No, that's in uh, Arizona. Like in, oh, in Arizona. Washington. 
yeah, in Washington, you can't grow your own unless you have a medical card. Yeah. Everybody just saw legal weed on the on the ballot and voted yes. And like say, oh, we can't grow our own. Let's wait until they get it, you know, until they write it correctly. Because that's what happened in Oregon. I moved out there in like 2010. I swear I voted yes on weed like fucking four or five times. And it didn't pass until like the last time. And I, I, I was the same way. I'm like, vote yes. But everyone else is like, nah, it doesn't say. And that's the part they were waiting for. It has to say we can grow our own. Be able to grow your own, yeah. Yeah, we can't give up that right. Because, I mean, yeah, dude. Like, you could grow your own tomatoes or cucumbers, jalapenos. You can still buy them at the store for really cheap, you know? And then they're, you know... There's varying qualities at the store, but you should you can still grow your own. Cannabis should be the same way, man. It's like, nah, I got these seeds, man. One of my buddies in the mountains, fire, you know. Like, can't get this at the store. Like, yeah, shit like that, cause cause that's that's part of the thing of making your own beer too, dude. I'm sure some of the shit you made had to have been. This is fire, you know. Like I I wish I could make twenty barrels of this. So twenty bucks a sixer, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's it's definitely a a pretty pretty cool, you know, law that I that I like to exercise. It's not everybody is allowed to make their own beer. I mean, you go to other countries and they don't have that. Yeah, man. But yeah, yeah, it's kind of cool. I can I can legally make up to two hundred gallons a year at my house. Oh damn! There's a limit on it. <laughs> yeah. Ah. Uh, yeah. Which is which is not very heavily enforced. But oh well, yeah. <laughs> That's I mean, cause that I always bitch and complain about that too. That there's a limit on on purchase and possession of cannabis. Cause I'm like, you can go to and fill up a truck. You know what I mean? With as much beer as you can pay for. But if you're yep. making your if you're making your own at home, and that's the Idaho thing, two hundred gallons a. Year. Pretty sure that's Idaho, yeah. And it's two hundred like gallons, like I the yep. uh we sampled fish out of a two hundred gallon tank at Bonneville Dam when I worked in Portland for Chris. That's a lot of beer, man. I feel yeah. like that's like that's a lot of cases. Well, I make ten gallons at a time, so that's not very many brew days. How many twelve ounce? Gallons. How many twelve ounce bottles does that fill? And ten gallons? Yeah. Oh, you're looking probably what is it? Forty eight for five gallons. Yeah. So ninety eight sixers. Oh wait, ninety six beers? Yeah. Oh, eight eight what is that? Ninety six divided Fuck man. Don't be dumb. What is it like? Quick math goes straight out the window once you once you leave high school. Yeah, dude, serious. <laughs> Fuck, Mitchell, what's what is that? Ninety six divided by six. Twelve, so like twelve six packs. That makes for ten sense. gallons. Yeah. Eighteen. What is it? Six. Sixteen, right? Sixteen six packs. Yeah, 16, 16 times 6 is 96. All right, cool. 
Yeah, I, I drank a beer, man. So uh, calculator is def definitely slow right now. It's broke. Yeah. Um. Shit, dude. So, uh, what else, man? Is there is there anything else that that you want to share from experience as far as making beers or life in general, or, um, or even even advice to anybody else who who might be a brew maker and is just starting out? Because that's you know, when I have experienced well, growers, I try to ask them to give out a couple of tips at least, you know. It's, it's good. I mean, if you're opening eggs. a business in the LC Valley, I would say, well, specifically with beer, um, I wouldn't listen to the status quo. I had several people telling me, you have to have a domestic beer on tap. You have to have this. You have to have that. And I just look at him like, no. I I don't I don't have to have shit. Yeah. I'm gonna man. do what I want to do because nobody else is doing this. And yeah. In house beer. You got only... an idea. You got an idea that nobody else is doing. People are gonna start recognizing that. Yeah, man. And, you know, it might take a little while in the beginning, but. Once they figure it out, you got something different. Yeah, man. Something special, dude. You know, something rare. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess just not, don't follow the same path that everybody else is doing because, I mean, there's already multiple places in the valley that are doing the same damn thing. Yeah. Yeah, do something different. It's the only way you're going to, only way you're going to make it, I guess. I agree, man. I agree. That to get everything in writing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, dude. Uh, in cannabis, too, it just seems like there's a lot of partnerships that dissolve, like, within the first year, you know what I mean? When we did the practice call, I talked about uh, Josh Stainsland coming on the show, and we had a bunch of technical issues with our connection and stuff. But I was like super because he, he, he was partnered with this rec farm. Called, I don't even want to say their name on the show because I don't want to give him no, you know what I mean? But it was like, <laughs> yeah. I wanted to talk about that. And he was, can you just say Steensland Consulting? And I didn't understand. And it wasn't until like a week or two later that he posted the news that he split with them. But it was a similar, oh. situ it was a similar situation as he was like, they were the investment. And they wanted to use his methods for uh, cultivation indoors, like LEDs, no-till indoor, you know, no nudes, fresh water. And it just, uh, it fell apart. Like after after they first started opening and got licensed and everything, I don't know what the details are of it. You know, maybe we can have him on the show and he can talk about it again. It just, I was bummed out because it was like, fuck. I'm a fan of that guy's work. I'm not a fan of the investor, you know, or anybody fucking <laughs> yeah. these guys. And we, we had our little, those guys, the rec guys that he split with, like we had a little disagreements on IG. I don't want to talk about that either. It's like, eh, whatever, it doesn't. But uh, yeah. it, it sucks. Well, that's very like similar. That. I mean, to my yeah. experiences, like we've ran into, my wife and I have ran into several people that, you know, regulars that we had down there and, We've heard from multiple people that are like, yeah, it's just, it's not the same when you're not there, you know, and 
because I, I don't know. I, I pretty much, I guess, taught them beer. You know, taught them about beer. And, yeah. But all of my everything that that I had, you know, all my knowledge was, you know, all of personal experience, and just basically just immersing myself into craft beer, the, the industry, and just knowing all that stuff. Yeah. So everything that that I had to bring, I kind of just like here you go. This is what I have to offer. But like you're saying, you know, the people that that actually saw that, they could tell the difference after I was gone. Yeah. And I don't know, just yeah, it's a bummer, man. And uh, like it's uh. The other positive, because I, I follow that guy's YouTube and his IG. He, uh, one of his, his feeds or photos, he, he got down with a hemp farm out there. Because I think he's based out of Walla Walla, which is cool. But there was a, a hemp farm out there, like, near Dayton or Waysburg. And the photos, bro, like, it's like acres and acres of hemp. And it, it, it looks like <laughs> nugs. And he's just standing in. And then just the photos of the the processing afterwards, like the hanging and drying in, the, in a huge warehouse, and they got chains hanging from the seat, like 10, 20 plants on each chain, just all the way up while they're drying. And afterwards, they had it all boxed up in like cardboard boxes the size of a pallet and like four feet high, and they were like double stacked. Shit tons, man, like literal tons. I was like, damn. And so it made me like, be like, man, he's still having fun doing his thing, exercising the, the the methods he believes in. You know, still found some good partners to work with. So I wanted to share that side of it too, dude. Is like, because I I don't know. Well, like I want to interview him about it because it, it literally was. It was like a week or two before all that shit hit the fan with him, and though he was on the show, and <laughs> he didn't want to talk about it too much, you know. So I was just like, all right, cool. yeah, you know. So. It seems like he's doing all right now and still still making a bunch of moves. So I want to try and encourage you to do the same, man. You know, you, you spend all that time and you really enjoy it. Like even just doing it at home is a good idea, man. You know? Like, oh, yeah. I'm definitely going to get back into, you know, home brewing at home. They're just. Because it, and, yeah. and it's, it's art, bro. You know what I mean? You're expressing yourself oh, yeah. through a medium. Yeah. So, that's I, I oh, still there's, do there's endless amounts of things that you can do with beer. It's it's crazy. That's I mean, that's one of the things that that drew me to craft beer. You know, it's the science that goes into it. And I mean, you can make beer like just very rudimentary. You know, extract the sugar and ferment the sugar and make beer. But making like a real good craft beer. It takes time. You gotta know what you're doing. You have to know what ingredients are impacting what areas of the beer, and all all, like all that stuff. I I enjoy doing that. Just creating recipes, milling the grain, you know, weighing out the hops, and just that. That's fun. Yeah, dude. Yeah. So like that's. Yeah, I'm. I'm I want to encourage you to keep doing that too, dude. Because I want to try some. Every now and then I'll post about beers on Facebook and Raleigh. Raleigh will post 
well, he's and he's he's super nerded out on on it too, and he'll be like, "Man, you gotta try this one from that." Brew. I always ask the guy at the liquor store, but he has a distributor that's just like, "Man, these <laughs> are the two. Got these two from these guys. Like that's what you can get." So Raleigh gets some some very good beer, actually, like really yeah. good beer. And yeah, l- luckily, you know, him and I are pretty good friends, so he he drops by and usually drops a couple in my fridge and so i get to experience beers that you can't buy around here which is pretty awesome he knows i appreciate it so that's one of the reasons that that's well that's one of the other things i i really love about craft beer industry is most people that that you run into that are as into it as i am they just want to share it you know they're just like yeah they want to they want to let you experience this great beer like you should try this this is amazing yeah you do you're like, holy shit! I gotta share this with this guy, and yeah. it, it's it's pretty common. Yeah, man, that's what I miss about back home too. My buddy Aaron, if he's listening, shout out to Aaron going, man. That's my guy. But he he would do the same thing. He would always have something new, and when, when I'd go to his house or he'd come over to help us, it was just like, all right, that's tight. Or man, I went to but it, it was cool yeah. that he, you know, and some of that shit was fire. Like he really expanded my palate for beer. And the same oh, thing yeah. for for Nugs. That's what I miss about Oregon is I had a whole bunch of homies who were also growing weed. And it's after everybody cropped out, it's like, yo, you gotta try this, dude. You know, like here, here's a jar of this. Check it out. And it's like, yeah. man, I miss Good that. To- look at it and admire yeah. it yeah man yeah. sample wares man this is my homie's work being yeah. able to to give someone else your work too like shit fucking reeks it's dank man like check it out <laughs> i just i miss that shit a lot so yeah it's yeah. definitely a good feeling i mean just being able to watch somebody drink a beer that i made not knowing that you know that I made the beer and then yeah. drink it and they're like, Oh man, this is freaking delicious. Like, yeah. Where'd you buy this from? It's like, no, this guy made it, yeah. which was, which was awesome. The beer that I made for my nephew's wedding, uh, the Saison I was telling about. So that's like you were asking earlier. That's, that's probably one of the best beers that I've made was the Saison. What does that mean? I, I've never heard that term before. Is that like a wine, uh, a wine? What do they call it? There's a wine. No, it's actually, I don't, I don't know if it's French. I believe, or Belgium, but it means season. So they used to make it for a harvest beer, and it originated in the French-speaking area of Belgium. Okay. And they would make it for the harvesters. So they'd make the beer, and they would store it up in these, what you call it, cool ships, which is just a wood fermentation vessel, but they'd store it up on the top of a barn and just open fermentation. So you'd get this wild open fermentation and they'd open the louvers at the end of the barn and as the guys are out there harvesting the you know, whatever whatever product they're harvesting, the natural, you know, yeast or and things that are floating through the air would float up in the louvers and land in those cool ships and just naturally ferment it. So it was a wild fermentation. Damn. But it was always like a light, crisp and sometimes like a funky kind of tart, depending on, you know, what fermented it was a bacteria or just a natural occurring yeast. But it's a really, really good beer. But that that beer is probably one of my one of my favorites that I like to make, and one of the best beers that I make. And I've taken that one to three separate weddings, and that one is the first one to go every time. Word. 
Yeah, dude. I feel like, yeah, want to encourage you to keep doing that, man, and <laughs> compete. Cause like I, those brew fests are fun when there's not too many people. It's fun, but when there's too many, I hate fucking standing in line to get a beer <laughs> just to go and just to go and stand yeah. in line to get a beer. You know, like yeah. that's not that. But it's uh, I just I do it for the social aspect. You know, I I go and see a lot of people that I haven't seen in a while, just bullshit. And, yeah, man. Yeah, stand there and drink beer. That's what I like about the weed functions too. Is, you know, there's people nerding, uh, nerding out about similar shit that you're into, you know. That's yeah. why uh, it's been good to have you on the show and talk about something different than weed, too, man. It's, like, cool. Because I'm, I'm not super... I'm, I've, I've just been influenced by beer friends, you know. Like, I, I try to like good stuff and listen to what those guys tell me because... Then I can discover something awesome too, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Lots of lots of good shit out there, man. Oh yeah, it's it's pretty it's pretty amazing the uh, the the kinds of beer and the the varieties of beer that that are available right now. And the big ones keep closing in Portland, bro. Like I think Bridgeport closed. Fucking uh. Yeah, dude, like two or three of them in the past year or two have closed just because they got they got big enough to get into stores and people don't want the same consistent shit in that market. They want something different and new all the time. So the smaller yep. group are kind of winning, you know? It's like if it's limited back and it was fire, yeah. people are going to be like, fuck, I fucking want that again. It's like, oh, next November, I you know, it's going to be yeah, 15, yeah. 15 bucks next November, not 11, you know? So like that, I, I don't know. I think it's, it's cool that that's what their research on the market is telling them to. I mean, people, people are listening and. Well, it's kind of yeah. weird. Just the diverse beer drinkers, like how, I mean, like I, the way I, I do it, like I'll go to you know, I'll automatically look up either tap houses or breweries or where if I'm traveling somewhere and go in, get a sample board, you know, so I got five, six, you know, five ounce tasting glasses so I can, like you're saying, try something different and I don't have to buy a whole pint of something because yeah. that's, that's the way I like to do it. I like to try anything and everything, you know, and then you get to figure out who's, you know, what new breweries coming out with this beer and yeah, yeah, like you're saying, it's the the flight. Yeah, just, Is that what they call just it, a, right? Yeah, tasting flight. Yeah, a lot of different varieties of beers is pretty much what I like to do. I, yeah, I don't like to stick with one one same thing every time. Try no different doubt. beers as much as I can. No doubt. Which, you know, you you come across some shitty beers, you come across some okay ones, really good ones. Yeah, but, yeah. Sometimes the label gets me too, bro. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> yeah. Transformer-looking robot on yeah. there. I'm grabbing this I, shit. God damn. I have been victim of uh, buying because of a label. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good, good marketing. Good marketing and packaging. Yeah. Sucker. Doesn't marketing always mean good beer. No, not all the time. There was this one in Portland called Mike Drop. I can't remember who made but it had a picture of a like a falling microphone and i'm like fuck i'm getting that you know it was nice. terrible 
super terrible. <laughs> it's like they just had a shitty batch and were like, yeah, make a cool label. It's whatever you want. Call it whatever you try, want. Try and sell this. Yeah. You got to get rid of it. Yeah, that's what it seemed like, bro. It tasted nasty. Like, well, that's one of the other, the other bad things about the craft beer industry is, you know, how many people do that. They, you know, people get into it just because they like making beer, but they can't make very good beer. So like you're saying, they market the hell out of it. People start buying it. That's what I was trying to tell a lot of people, you know, volume doesn't necessarily mean that's a good beer. They sell a shit ton of it, but that's just because people buy it because that's all that's available. It doesn't yeah. mean it's a really good beer. You know, that's that's the only reason why, why I know, you know, how many, what breweries have good beer, what breweries are solid breweries, just because I go out and buy it off the shelf and try it. It's yeah. just trial Same and error. You, eventually, you figure out the breweries that are solid, the ones that you can, you know, you can buy a beer from them, it's going to be good. But, yeah. Fuck it, man. Fuck it. I like Ninkasi from Eugene. Some of their shit is like, yeah, but I I like the shit they make. It's legit. Did you try the, the space beer? No. <laughs> they, they they make that? Ninkasi makes it? They made this barrel-aged Imperial Stout that the, they took the yeast and launched it into space and then it came back to Earth and then they fermented the beer with it. That's tight. It's kind of a gimmick. It really didn't do anything to the to the yeast or nothing. Yeah, that's still cool though. Well, well the yeast yeah. lived though, right? It didn't die space. It survived and came back. Yeah, well, I mean, they had it vacuum sealed, so uh, okay, it's not gonna die. Word, cool man. Shit, dude, we're we're past an hour now, Laser. I, I want to oh, well. try and wrap it up so. I load some bowls and chill out watch a movie or something is there anything else you want to add man before we wrap not really okay well, appreciate you guys having me on it was fun yeah no doubt dude you uh shared some really good stories yeah anything to promote too do you want to share your your instagram or anything are you gonna do you have a beer one anything you want to promote uh, online i don't have an instagram all right all right it's all good man well we hope you uh you make another batch man and i hope i I can try some of it too yeah keep keep making beers dude it sounds like you're pretty good at it so keep going let me know when you're uh you're in spokane and no doubt i have to bring you some up yeah man i'll I'll be there at the end of the month i'll i'll stay in touch with you you got my number i got you Um, nice yeah so thanks for coming on dude i'm gonna do my outro ladies and gentlemen this was the 43rd episode of concerned dabs podcast i was your host katie m kane our guest tonight was lee henry former co-owner of groundworks brewery and the homie from high school man really good at making beers appreciate him coming on the show thanks again lee i gotta give a shout out to my guys in production Mitchell Wilson, and Jesse Curry. This has been a Main Node and Joseph Street Enterprise production.